Welcome to Meet the Manufacturers podcast, brought to you by Manufacture CT and sponsored by Cone Resnick, who are dedicated to helping manufacturers and distributors to enhance their competitive position and succeed in high-pressure trade environments. Visit them online at coneresnick.com. Meet the Manufacturers is available on all of the world's biggest podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Never miss an episode again and subscribe today, wherever you get your podcasts from. On every episode, we take the opportunity to learn more about a local manufacturing business. Welcome to the latest edition of Meet the Manufacturers. And it is my great pleasure to be speaking to some guys from Novo Precision based in the innovation zone of Bristol, Connecticut. I'm going to be speaking with Bill Hazard, the president, and Scott Kennedy, who heads up the marketing and data analysis. Boys, welcome to Meet the Manufacturers. Thanks for having me here. Come on then, let's dive in and find out more about the business, what you make, and a little bit about how you got to this sort of position, I guess, in your career. I'm going to start with you, Bill. You hold the lofty title of president. Tell me a little bit about the company and the products that you make. So we actually make a wide variety of products. We go across many different industries. What we say, kind of our mission is to simply solve our customers' problem. So customers will come to us with different problems which they have, and we try to pick the right ones and the right strategic partners to work with. So we cross medical, we're in HVAC, we go into appliances, we go into actually recently into the plating and metal finishing industry. So we go, we're industry agnostic. The way we're segmented here is, is we really, we have three buildings, kind of a campus. We started with one seven years ago and we've just expanded. In one of the facilities, we do wire tube and cable. So we'll either make you the product or we can make you a machine for you to make the product yourself. Okay, cool. Um, But we engineer and build those machines right here. And we'll either engineer them and build them for us to run production for a customer or we'll engineer and build them for the customer to run production of the parts. Across the street, we have machining and assembly. We have a firearms product, which we do. We do pistol barrels to serve kind of the high-end firearms market. And then we have an HVAC product, which is a product which we launched uh, four years ago, which is actually our largest product. And then just two weeks ago, we we bought a third building up the street and renamed that business Novo Metal Finishing Equipment. And they do equipment for the metal finishing industry, plating barrels, a lot of the danglers and, and electrical components that are required in metal finishing. Gotcha. Well, it sounds like you're expanding at such a rate, they're going to have to rename Bristol Novo Precision. I think you need the town named after you at this rate. Maybe the street. Maybe the street. I think that will be a good shout. So how old is the company and how did you first get involved, Bill? So the company was started, the name of the company was TAC Enterprises. So it started in 1981 as a a small company just in uh, wire business. I actually purchased the company seven years ago, 2014. You know, Novo is Latin for to remake, to reinvent. So what we tried to do was reinvest in this company and build the company. Gotcha. And how many employees do you have at the uh, the Bristol campus? We started with around 20 and now we are uh, quickly approaching 60. 
Wowzers. Wow. And Bill, have you always worked in manufacturing? Was this always the plan for you? I have not. So I started out uh, at uh, Arthur Anderson and Hartford in their business consulting and got to work in a variety of industries, insurance, healthcare, finance, and then ended up on a manufacturing operations project. And I just loved manufacturing operations. So I had an engineering background and really liked kind of the hands-on you know, making tangible products. So I decided to focus on manufacturing operations. And then I joined a small group out of Farmington that was a Toyota production system consulting company and got to travel all over the world, working with a lot of large businesses, helping them improve their manufacturing operations. From there, jumping into private equity, where I was able to operate and run a lot of different smaller companies, I would actually be responsible for the operational diligence and operating these companies as we bought them and executing the operational diligence. And there, I really kind of fell in love with running small, quick, nimble companies, really enjoyed that. So then I said, okay, it's time for me to do this on my own and uh, kind of pulled the trigger in 2014. And we're hard to believe seven years into this process. Yeah, incredible. And what an incredible time to be running a business. Scott, welcome to the party. You are the marketing and data analyst, or you head up that division at least. Tell me a little bit about what your role exactly entails at Novo. I came in in 2016, uh, shortly after Bill bought the company. And uh, I actually came into the accounting side of it. And one day, uh, Bill pulled me aside and, you know, asked me if I'd be interested in digging into our marketing. Probably about 90% of our business comes through Google search, being people coming to find us. We were looking at uh, taking that in-house. We had an outside consultant that did that. So it was kind of funny. I, I just uh, basically changed uh, careers at the drop of the hat and uh, started doing this. And I've just really become very interested in it. So I do all the build our website. I do all our SEO, email campaigns, branding. Me along with a couple consultants do our social media. Being a small company, like Bill said, you definitely wear many hats. So along with that, you know, doing the data analytics, uh, collecting numbers, that sort of thing. It's a fun company to work for. It certainly sounds it. It sounds like you've got a great role there for sure. Very varied. So come on yes. then. Tell me a little bit about what your average day looks like, Scott. Give me an average day and then Bill will come to you. Being a small company, some days I've worked on the assembly line at certain points or done landscaping. A regular day for me, you know, I come in, I get to walk around uh, all three of our facilities now, talk to people on the shop floor, collect production numbers, quality information, just kind of get their story because part of my job is also the branding of Novo. And uh, we, we like to spotlight our employees in our social media. So that's the fun part of my job. I get to, you know, to, to talk with all the people here. And then, you know, right now with the new company that we just brought on, a lot of mine is, uh, work is around building their website. Um, they have a great product. They've been in business for years, but not, uh, they're not well known. They don't really have a presence on the internet. Uh, so, so that's been my job as of late. And then working with my staff on our social media, on our branding. So it varies day to day, but it's it's always exciting. Absolutely. And giving that new part of the company, I guess, a shop window online is, is a big project for now. 
Yes. Bill, what about yourself? You've got the lofty title of president. What does the average day look like for you? It varies day to day. So we try to have an operational cadence, which we follow kind of on a daily, weekly, monthly process. So obviously those things are important, which we do, whether it's, you know, daily Gemba walks or, you know, our weekly, what, what we do with Scott and, and, and Woody who run sales for us and our external salespeople, we do a, you know, a weekly review of data and, you know, how we're uh, progressing and what our key focus is. So we have those things and then it varies. It really depends for me. Fortunately, I've got a great team of people. So that kind of frees my hands up to, you know, whether it's working on uh, with our HR people and recruiting and interviewing, which certainly has become a focus of recently, or literally, you know, we're doing a whole bunch of demolition on this new building, which we just acquired. So I'll be up there with the guys and we'll, we'll put a crew of 10 people up there to work for a day to push the building forward. Or it could be, you know, working with the uh, we have some new products that are in R&D and, and sitting down with customers and going through the status and, and next step on these products, which we're working on. So it's something which I like. It's different every day. But every day I try to get to the shop floor and say hello to everyone. And, you know, you know, there's certain things which I try to do on a daily basis. And then there's also a, a huge variety as well. It does sound super varied every single day and, and exciting and fast moving. It sounds like a very fast moving company. We try to optimize that. That's kind of always the, the question of, hey, what else should we be doing? What can we be doing to move faster as an organization? Very much so. Okay, let's get geeky then for a second. Tell me about some of the equipment or machinery that you use to make your products. It's time to show off your big boy toys. <laughs> Okay. We have a variety. I'll start with kind of what we call our cut to length area, which is we will engineer and build equipment to make products for our customers. So we have a, a wide variety. I mean, we go from medical implants to we make a, a product that every time they insert a breathing tube, they use one of our products. The cool thing about this is we can engineer and design and build some pretty sophisticated equipment to make this product. So that is an area which has probably grown about 20x since we took over this business. And Scott's, this is, that's an area that Scott is really focused on building. But where we can design and build a piece of equipment to really efficiently make a product just gives us a huge competitive advantage in the market. So that's an area which is, which is very neat. We have a new product in that area which uh, has been under R&D for the last year, which will allow us to go to smaller sizes with tighter tolerances than ever anyone else in the industry. So that's a really neat product, which we'll be launching here over the course of the next couple months. We're kind of full service. So we have very strong engineering. So we have the ability to design product, build product. We operate at a high level, and then we have our improvement team. We have our consulting division constantly working on it, improving how we are doing things. You know, all of the areas which we have that this consulting team has gone through, I mean, it's just, they're very cool and creative things, which they've come up with. And then we have our own internal department, which can build and make these products internally and do it very quickly and very cost effectively. So that's a, a huge advantage for us. Yeah, very so, much so. Yeah. Question for both of you. You touched on it earlier about HR and hiring and interviewing. What do you look for on people's resumes when they hit your desk? What skills or attributes are you looking for? 
for new recruits? One of them is team player. You know, we talk about that quite a bit and really getting people that fit into our team is very important. And then we look at technical capability. We have some personality tests and aptitude tests, which we've added into our hiring process. You know, HR is such a vital piece of our business. It's, uh, you know, when we get it right, it's really good. And when we miss, it's, it's really painful and cost us a lot of money when we miss. You know, it's really nice. Like I'll use Scott Kennedy, who's, who's on with us. You know, when we interviewed him, it was like, okay, this is a guy that's going to add a lot to our company. I mean, just from the initial, com- you know, conversation, it's really nice when it kind of pops and becomes really clear. And then it's even nicer when you get them on board and they can just take and move your organization forward quicker. Like putting together pieces of a jigsaw, it sounds. It is. It is. And there's no perfect pieces, right? You know, I know the team here, we had, uh, we've been very fortunate, you know, from when we started, the whole team is here. We've had two people retire. One of the key people who retired, uh, Gene Holmes was our VP of engineering, was an incredible engineer. And everyone was always stressed about how are we going to replace Gene? What are we going to do? And I'm like, okay, we're not going to replace Gene, right? But we're going to bring someone in who's got some different skills and adds to the team. Fortunately, we were able to do that. And Gene is still with us. He still does part-time work. So we still have him as a resource. But then we're able to add our new VP of engineering, Ian Honeyman, who's been able to just bring a whole different perspective and, you know, has been very additive to our organization. It's, it is always kind of piecing the puzzle. And then it's always kind of asking the question like, okay, what's the next piece we need to add, you know, as we get bigger and trying to make sure that we get the right person into, into that slot. So a lot easier said than done. What about yourself, Scott, the consultants that you work with on social media and the the data analysis that you do, what skills or attributes are you looking for in potential new recruits? I agree with, with Bill hundred percent. I mean, that team player mentality, the willingness that, you know, you're not just doing a singular job. We have a wide band of products and, and services that we offer and, and, you know, kind of be able to jump in and kind of take the lead on stuff deal too much in the HR side of it, but the team that Bill's uh, put together, we're all team players, we're all in it together. So I, I think that is the main focus. Talk to me a little bit about your community relations. So you have got three units now within that same campus, Bill. What are your community relations like? Do you get the opportunity to get involved with local projects and things like that? Yes, we have gotten much more involved actually in our community. And Scott's one of the leaders of that. So we have our charitable contribution team. That's one of our principles, which is very important to us is supporting our community. Every year we do more and more and we want to do more and more. And Scott's actually, I'll let Scott take it because he's one of the leaders of that activity for us. Local community relations is, is such a big part of what we do. It's something I'm very passionate about, Bill. Uh, selected me as, long, as well as a couple other people here to uh, sit on the charitable team. We really like to help uh, give back to our community. It's one of our guiding principles. And we just did uh, a food drive over the summer and it was just such an awesome event. We reached out to other manufacturers here in Bristol to get them on board to see if they, they wanted to help out. And it just kept growing and growing. And at the end of the day, we drove around, picked up the donations that they collected over the month and 
we were able to give back, I believe it was 3,500 pounds worth of food, water, different things that the two organizations that we supported were able to hand out. And it was just such a great feeling. And I think the team here, I mean, that's a, that's a passion throughout everyone in the organization. We've also done some things with a, a group called Brian's Angels, where we did a sandwich build. So we, as a team, made 100, 200 sandwiches uh, for them to give out through the day to wow. the more unfortunate in our town. So it's really great to be able to give back. We'd like to continue uh, building that as we go. Sounds good to me. So obviously we are in the middle or hopefully pushing towards the end of a global pandemic. Tell me a little bit about how the pandemic has affected the business. Have you had any issues like with supply chain or have you seen a resurgence in Buy American, for example? Yeah, we were very fortunate through the process. So we obviously, I think we had two non-symptomatic cases of COVID through the process and you know, very fortunately, neither of them spread here. So, you know, we were able to do a lot of, you know, we spread people out between shifts. We shortened our shifts, actually, where we paid people full time, but they were here for, for less time. You know, we just did everything we could do just to kind of to manage through and, and mitigate the risk. It was always the big risk was it was a whole bunch of people getting COVID and God forbid anyone getting really ill. So fortunately, we were able to manage that uh very well as a team. It wasn't always easy, but uh, we got through that. You know, hopefully uh, there will be a little bit of a resurgence here. You know, I would attribute our success in managing through the past year probably to two primary things. One is that, uh, you know, one of our principles is to support U.S. manufacturing. So we try to support U.S. manufacturing. So the majority of what we buy is domestic. And obviously domestic product has been much less impacted than product that's in source from, from Asia. And the other thing is the diversity of our products. Because we are very diverse as a business, some of our product lines were impacted, but other ones have offset that. Those are two things which for us, I think has, has been key in helping us weather the storm. Yep, a great uh, balance there within the business. Yep. What advice would you give somebody who is thinking of exploring a career in manufacturing or why should even somebody look to explore a career in manufacturing? Is there anything you would recommend in terms of training schools or programs or why, why manufacturing? I guess I'm asking Bill. I think right now is a tremendous time. I just look around at what is happening in, in our industry and the growth in our industry and, you know, the compensation rates and what's happening in this industry, I think it's a tremendous opportunity for people. To me, as a country, we need more manufacturing jobs. We need more product, which is made here, or else we, as a country, become poorer and poorer and poorer, and other countries become wealthier and wealthier and wealthier. There's nothing wrong with a service job. We need attorneys, we need bankers, we need these people, but they're not adding value in terms of making product Right. So we need more products engineered and designed and built in the United States. And that's something that's 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 really crucial for us. We have a huge trade deficit right now. So that means as a country, we will get poorer and poorer. And I see a lot of interest, which I've never seen before. I mean, the state's very, very proactive with trying to build manufacturing. You know, the, the towns are very proactive. I think the whole narrative around manufacturing has changed. It feels to me like, hey, there's a resurgence in, in, in manufacturing in the United States right now. 
Yeah. And here in Connecticut, of course, you know, with organizations like, you know, Manufacture CT, you know, it's really bringing some of the incredible skills that the state has got to the fore. So uh, we're very lucky. We're lucky to have them. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's an important piece and they play a very vital piece in helping. And, you know, it's interesting because one of the things which I tried to do is also get the manufacturers together and work together. Um, And that's something which is very important as well. You know, you can't do everything as a manufacturer. So you need a lot of, you know, whether it's a plating house or a heat treater. And and it's important that everyone is kind of, you know, expanding and doing well. I think that is something which is happening. And then as as products are becoming more expensive to uh, bring into the United States, that again makes us more competitive and and, uh, I think is important for the country. You know, it kind of leads me on nicely to this question. Have you got any predictions about the future of manufacturing and particularly about doing business in the state of Connecticut? Yeah, I mean, we're going to continue to, you know, I mean, our goal here is to grow significantly every year. I think it's a very friendly climate. I actually got the chance to run. I've run companies in Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, Montana, South Dakota, Utah. So I've gotten to run companies all over the country. And people are surprised when I say this, but Connecticut really is a very friendly place to run a business. You know, they seem to be even getting more and more proactive with helping us. So, you know, I think the landscape is very good for manufacturers in Connecticut, you know, and in the Northeast. We have a lot of skilled people. There's an emphasis now on, on getting young kids through technical schools and aligning the technical schools with what manufacturers need. I'm bullish on manufacturing. And then the thing which we're trying to target is products which are, you know, kind of additive, meaning, you know, can we identify products which are being purchased, you know, from overseas and can we design a better product and make that product more efficiently here? That's a place which we're trying to go now. A question for both of you, if I may. What do you like to do to unwind when you're not working? That's what I'd like to know. Well, I have uh, two young daughters, both very active in sports, so... Most uh, afternoons or weekends, I'm at a swimming pool or track meet. That's usually my off time, and I I love it. It's great. I try and coach them both. And then I try and get a little, I I like to run and and work out when I do have a free moment. So when I'm not at Novo, I'm I'm doing one of those things. Absolutely. Two little girls will definitely keep you busy. What about yourself, Bill? I have three kids, 21, 19, and 17. Two of them are in college and doing great. I still support their athletic endeavors. My youngest is a junior at Glastonbury High and, you know, support his athletics. And I try to uh, constantly trying to stay in shape. COVID's been a little rough. Play a little golf and uh, that's about it. Bit of golf, hey? Did you take part in the Manufacture CT golf event? I did not. I was not. Oh, my goodness. I kind of said the first six years here, we've just been kind of heads down and just kind of working here. And I just started to get involved in, you know, some of the manufacturing uh, groups. So so Manufacturer CT was one of the first ones. And we're going to join EMA because we've met some people over there. So we're just starting to get out and get more involved in some of the manufacturing groups. Brilliant. Well, next year, you definitely need to sign up for the Manufacture CT Golf event. It is brilliant. In fact, there is, I believe, a podcast available at the moment, which uh, was done by yours truly. 
very, very funny and such a great opportunity to meet such a wealth of manufacturers from Connecticut, all having a great time on the fairway. You must listen to it. It's very funny and it was a really great day and uh, something they do annually, which is always good. It's a little uh, opportunity for me to run around in a golf cart, which is always fun. <laughs> so listen, guys, if, if people want to carry on the conversation and find out more about you guys, how should they find out more information? Should they hit a website, social media, LinkedIn? What's the best method to get in touch with you? Hopefully we're on all of them. You know, our website <laughs> is www We will have a new website available for the metal finishing equipment uh, company that we just purchased. We're on LinkedIn, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. All our videos of all our products, we have a big presence on YouTube. You can check out what we do, the machines we make. It's pretty cool. And I'm sure any other social media that comes out will be on that as well. Brilliant stuff. Bill, Scott, thank you so much for your time today. If you want to find out more about Novo Precision, do check out that website, novoprecision.com. And on there, you will find all the usual links to all of the various social media platforms. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Claire. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Meet the Manufacturers, brought to you by Manufacture CT. If you would like to find out more about Manufacture CT, or you would like to join the organization, visit the website manufacturect.org. This podcast is sponsored by Cone Resnick, advisory, assurance, tax. Visit their website, coneresnick.com. If you have enjoyed listening to this episode and want to find out more about the vibrant and thriving manufacturing community in Connecticut, subscribe to and share this podcast today. Meet the Manufacturers is available on all podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music and Spotify.